I'd like to welcome you to our talk and performance today. Um, I'm Keith McMillan. Uh, I'm here with some of my crew, Alex, Mike, Dave, and Evan, and Tom. And uh, we're going to talk about the future of music. The future of music is something that's near and dear to me. Um, when I was 11, I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey. And Hal was playing chess with Dave. He would later go on to kill Dave, but that didn't seem to concern me at the time. I was not a big fan of chess, but I played guitar. And I thought, well, if Hal can play chess with a, hum with a human, why can't he play guitar with me? And from that fateful day, my future was set, and I've been pursuing that goal uh, ever since. So, um, honestly, I don't think anyone is seriously thinking about new music, and new music is not Taylor Swift's next album. I like Taylor Swift, but what she's doing is more of the same, and I'm afraid most of what we're hearing in the world is more of the same. And I'd like to look at some of the reasons that this is the case, uh, or at least some of the evidence that indicates that this is so. Um, so other forms of entertainment are really growing in sophistication. It's not that people are not uh, appreciative of more challenging and satisfying forms of entertainment. 75% of the top-rated TV shows uh, have been created since The Sopranos, so it's all quite recent. And if you look at video games, um, you know, the sophistication of multiplayer games using network technology is really causing an incredible increase in this style of play. People are taking advantage of technology to enjoy life more, to add to their uh, base entertainment, and for performance. However, uh, in music, we kind of have the opposite. Uh, harmonic content and melodic content has been on the decline for the last uh, oh, 15 years, let's say. And there's a great simplification of lyrics. The, if you looked at the words and songs and just graded them on their uh, literacy, we're down a full letter grade from uh, 10 years ago. Uh, and that's a little, I don't know if it's frightening, but it's unfortunate. We would think that just like in the other forms of entertainment and arts, uh, what we're seeing on television and what we're able to play with video games, we should be enjoying an increasing level of sophistication. And I have theories as to why this is the case and what we're doing about it, and that will uh, be what I talk about in this discussion. Uh, first off, uh, don't expect any new instruments. These are not needed. They really won't be useful. How many people know a theremin player? <laughs> All right, how many of you know a theremin player who's making a living? Good for it's you. It's not all he plays, he's a guitarist. Okay, <laughs> but 
it's probably the most successful new instrument in the last hundred years. And uh, the stick is up there, but the stick is just a, uh, a guitar that has identity problems. Um, and the reason there won't be new instruments, in my opinion, there's no repertoire. And there are no teachers to sit you down if you wanted to learn clarinet, if you wanted to learn harmonica. There are songs, there are pieces that you could play that have been designed and written for that instrument. There are teachers who have put in their work and know how to play, know how to teach. So this is just sort of a chicken and egg uh, deal that's not going to hatch. I do not believe any new instruments will come to our attention. And I also don't think we need any new instruments. And this is what we're doing at our company. We feel that all of the input devices, the items that a musician, a human uses to capture his motion, his nuance, his intention, uh, it exists already. We have bowed instruments, we have blown instruments, we have struck instruments, string instruments. So these are really well-developed, and they just need to be uh, brought up to date. So music is always dependent on technology. Uh, this has been the case pretty much forever. Uh, up until the 1890s, the most sophisticated device built was a pipe organ. And pipe organs were the most sophisticated devices built by man for 2,000 years until the telephone exchange in Manhattan became more complex. So we always have uh, new technology bringing new instruments with us. So we had pianos that Beethoven forced into existence. Um, and equal temperament allowed you to change keys and type of music, the romantic era of music emerged. Uh, in the 1800s, instruments were stable. You could get eight flutes in a room that all played in tune. And that was really hard to do. But with the increasing technology of metallurgy and machining, you could now have a room full of musicians, 100 musicians that could play in tune, and the symphonic orchestra emerged, and all of the great music that's been written for the orchestra. Uh, new instruments, banjo, saxophone in the 1890s really spawned an American music, jazz music, which is continuing to grow and might not be growing in appreciation, but it is growing in uh, prevalence in terms of people who are looking for different music. Uh, in the 60s, late 50s actually, we got electric guitars and um, this created rock and roll. The two were tied intimately together. And initially, an electric guitar was just a guitar that could play loudly. And then you had pioneers such as Jimi Hendrix who took it and made it into a completely new instrument, which it is today. And people are still trying to play as musicians did in the 60s. And in the 80s, we had synthesizers and digital audio. And we did get a new style of music, kind of new wave. Uh, synth pop, talking heads, Duran Duran, this was all a result of digital recording and programmable digital synthesizers. Hip hop music emerged. And that's pretty much where it stopped. I don't think we've seen any evolution since then. So what am I proposing? Um, 
what's the new technologies of today? You know, historically, we've been able to go back and see technologies emerge, in instruments built based upon those technologies and new types of music flow from those new instruments. So what are the greatest works we have to show for ourselves in terms of new technology? Networks, networks have changed our lives in a very short period of time. Supercomputing, uh, the new iPhone has six cores running at over three gigahertz. That would have filled, uh, well actually they, one analogy I heard which I liked, the first computer was the ENIAC. Uh, if you were to duplicate it until it had the power of a modern cell phone, it would cover the entire United States. It's just remarkable how much power we have. And what's coming more quickly than any of us had thought, artificial intelligence. And we have been defining what is human mostly on what computers cannot do. And this is becoming less and less possible. Um, so network technology. I've worked to get instruments uh, capable of participating in a network. And I've written a lot of software where musicians could perform in a network environment with computers being part of the group. And I'll have some examples of that later. But there's so many things that we know how to do that we would do in a studio um, in terms of splicing and dicing and grabbing samples and manipulating the timbre. Uh, and all of this can be done in real time on stage and it can all be moderated by a score. So a composer can actually write a piece that musicians can play using all of these new concepts which can be brought to performance. Uh, Kronos Quartet, uh, they've pioneered more new music than pretty much any three organizations. Uh, they did a piece for SensorBow. I designed a Bluetooth SensorBow uh, 10 years ago. They had a quartet written, and the bows would track a person's playing style, uh, X, Y, and Z, how tightly you gripped it, the bow hair, and there was a network piece uh, premiered in New York some years ago where they took advantage of this. And one of the uh, components, which I think is easy to uh, visualize, is just as someone can scrub through a sound uh, on a turntable, they could scrub through a sound with a violin bow. And like the third section of this piece took advantage of it. And it was really quite, quite charming and wonderful. Uh, about 40 years ago, I designed the Zeta Violin, which has become the gold standard for violins, and it's still in production. So the Zeta Violin can be plugged into uh, a synthesizer, and actually the most popular uh, string uh, quartet, excuse me, concerto for violin and orchestra was written on a Zeta violin where the artist played it into a computer. Um, this is the Cabo, which I was speaking of, and we'll see a little of this.
and musicians can amplify themselves in new ways. A single violinist can now sample themselves, play files, move sounds around a room. They can be much more potent as a solo musician. Um, we also designed foot controllers. I toured uh, with a trio in 2005, 2006, and there was so much equipment because the technology was not yet as uh, powerful and tidy as it is now. And the only people making money were the airlines and chiropractors. It was difficult. And I said, well, I'm going to shrink everything down, make it small, make it powerful. And uh, one of the things were foot controllers. foot controllers with us on the tour. They weighed about 25 pounds. They were built by tanks, like tanks, yet they still failed on us, so we had to bring backups. Uh, this literally fits in your back pocket. Uh, I based the design on a snowboard. There are many layers of composites. It, you can bend it, but you can't break it. Uh, on our website, you can see uh, us driving trucks and cars and vehicles over all of these instruments, and they just hold up. That's the other thing that I found I needed if I was going to play music again, especially a sophisticated music based upon electronic instruments. Things just had to work. It was frustrating otherwise. Uh, this next is a very difficult but much beloved project, uh, making a guitar synthesizer work, following an actual string is really difficult. Uh, if you push a key on a piano, you know what the pitch is. On a guitar, there's so many ways to play a guitar that are percussive, melodic, uh, chord-like, and trying to figure out what the guitarist intends as opposed to what the sounds coming out of the guitar are. Um, is quite a challenge. This has scanning in the fingerboard, so when you put your finger down, I know what the pitch is. It's a room recording so that there could be no trickery. item I needed, and I needed this a long time ago, um, I designed the world's first programmable audio mixer, the Akai MPX-820, and that allowed me to perform on stage without a sound man, and I could, via computer, control what the mixer was doing. Uh, it was big, and I wanted to make a small one, and um, this is it. We started shipping these last year. Uh, it's many things to many people. It's an uh, 8 in, 10 out audio interface, USB interface. It's class compliant. Uh, it's a standalone digital mixer. 
Uh, the mic preamps are quieter than those on a Neve mixing board. Uh, it runs off of bus power. You can plug turntables into it. It has 8.1 channel surround capabilities. Pretty much everything you would need to perform live. And there are no knobs and no sliders. So you can throw it in your briefcase, backpack, whatever, and carry it with you. And when you take it out, it will work. Little demo here. So important that everything looks good in the dark. So, um, <clears throat> the next instrument that we built was for drummers. It's called the Bop Pad, and um, this is it here. We just started chipping it a few months ago. Uh, has four quadrants and uh, uses smart fabric. And I'll talk a bit about smart fabric shortly. Uh, We'll do a little A-B comparison with the Roland V-Drum. Uh, the Roland V-Drum is one of the more popular uh, drum pads. And you can see the state of that technology versus what we can do with this smart fabric sensor. So it can be used, obviously, for any drumming style, hand drums, sticks, mallets, whatever you want to use with it, and you don't have to make any adjustments. It adjusts to you. It meets you where you are. And I think that's important in new instruments, that you don't really have this huge period of time uh, to learn how they work. You've already mastered your instrument. You've already become a fine drummer guitar player, um, or keyboard player, which is our next demo. Uh, keyboard Pro 4. Uh, piano has been wonderful in its polyphony and dynamics. You can play a lot of notes all at once, but the amount of expression you can get out of any single note is limited. And we felt that taking this technology, this smart fabric technology, and you can see this is like an octave 
and on the back we have our fabric sensors. This allows us to make something that feels like a keyboard. You can walk up to it and start playing it if you know how to play the piano or other keyboard instruments. We'll show you some of the things it can do. Each key is sensitive in X, Y, and Z, and after a musician has played this for 20 minutes or so, they go to their keyboard and they think it's broken. They feel that this is how it should be, because every keyboardist wants to sound like an electric guitarist or a violinist or some other instrument that has the ability to bend and adjust timbre. And there's been a great resurgence in analog synths because you can play a note, reach up, and turn knobs and get some type of timbral feedback that's of interest. And now you don't have to take your fingers off the key. And you can bend one note up while you bend another note down. Each note is completely independent. So I want to talk a little more about this fabric. Um, It looks just like, you know, felt, and it starts off as felt, but we do a process that takes a week to turn it into a sensor. This is uh, approximately what's inside the drum pad, and when you squeeze it, it changes its resistance. If you bend it, if you uh, twist it, and this allows us to make all of these instruments uh, and make them work pretty much forever uh, with stand abuse because, you know, if you've ever banged on a tablecloth, it's not really going to break. And this is essentially what this is. Um, and then about four years ago, uh, we were approached by companies outside of the music business and asked to build uh, sensors for them, and I'll show you a little bit about the basic technology. So you can see that's going into automobiles to uh, provide airbag control. What's in your car now is 25 years old, and it doesn't really know much about what you're doing. And the airbag system should know how you're sitting. Like, if you lean forward to tie your shoes, you don't want the airbag to go off. Um, also, if there's a car seat, you want to know that. So we're working with large auto companies in Detroit to make these sensors, and they're affordable, to go into cars in the future. Um, let me see, these seem to be... I can't seem to play this one. 
Oh well. It just shows how the fabric works. Let me try something. Okay, we'll move on. Um, so we've heard this year about a computer, an artificially intelligent machine beating the world Go champion. Go is considered a game of great subtlety and complexity. And people didn't think that a computer would beat the Go champions of the world until about 10 years from now. However, that uh, has come and gone. And uh, in game three, the computer made a move, move 37, and everyone thought it was a horrible mistake. People were moaning. People, you know, wanted a do-over, but you couldn't have that. So the game proceeded, and the beauty of that move, the intelligence behind that move, startled everyone, and it created a whole new way of thinking about how to play the game of Go. And uh, the the champion who um, was beaten incredibly gracious and intelligent person, uh, said that mankind has just been playing the game at a, a local minima for 3,000 years. And we've learned from computers a new and more fascinating way to play the game of Go. And I think this is remarkable. And I, this is what I want to have happen in music. Music is not in a 3,000-year local minima, but it's in a 30-year local minima, meaning it's kind of stuck. And um, I think that we will see this happen. Who's heard of the singularity? Great. Yeah, for those who haven't, it's uh, when a $1,000 computer will be as smart as a human being. And this is happening very quickly, and there are many people who are doubters, but uh, the technology is moving, not just in terms of raw compute power, but also our ability to understand the human brain. They've figured out that there are 300 million little logical modules that each do something specific, and they communicate with each other. And they're actually able now to identify the connectedness of some of these modules. And on a supercomputer, running 300 million little subroutines is not an enormous challenge. So I think we'll find that we will have uh, friends in all the right places by 2040 with machines that will aid us in everything we're doing. And my goal in making all of these instruments knowable, playable by any musician who has the talent, and networkable is all leading towards this goal. I really do still want to play guitar with Hal, and um, I'm not going to do it in a spacesuit or out of space, but uh, I think that I will learn new things, and I've already started doing this. I've been working on a computer program for about 30 years, and I have some examples of it here. Uh, Triometric is a group um, with Ashley Adams and Mariel Jacobson and myself, and we perform live 
with computers moderating the performance. There's a score. Uh, things that can happen. Um, of course, the score moves in front of us and we can play it, but we can also affect it. The score can stop at a certain point until the violinist plays a phrase twice and then it'll move to the next stage. Uh, the sound of my guitar will change based upon the rhythm that Ashley's playing on the upright bass. Uh, this makes it very interesting. It's almost video game-like. And when someone can change the sound or range of your instrument, you listen closely. Uh, I equate it to like uh, an ATM robbery when someone has a gun in your head. You hear like you've never heard before. Um, they've gotten money from me, but it's been in more friendly circumstances. But I listen intimately to what my co-players are doing, co-musicians are doing, because it changes what's happening now. And it is really fantastic. This is exploring some of the basics, like a call and response. It's a very common thing uh, that is done in computers or music. guitar and violin were scored, and the computer would analyze what we played uh, and then respond. And it's slightly different every time, which makes it exciting. And uh, the piece itself is fun to play because it's like playing with someone who's a little unpredictable but understands the score. Um, Google, earlier this year, announced uh, their neural network, and this is the audio it's made. So, I think they have a little way to go, a little ways to go. Um, but I'm glad they're focusing their resources on it. Uh, you know, I've been doing this since I was 11, uh, and I have some very clear ideas, and I've had a lot of time to iterate. But I do think that more and more, we're going to be able to pick a piece of music, pick a style, pick a tone, pick an attitude, and have a computer perform along with us. And I believe this is a possible new avenue for music. We really have not had new technology to challenge us, to entice us. We all love our toys, but the toys are retro. Uh, if anything, we really aren't seeing progress uh, for new instruments. And that's understandable. People uh, like music that's familiar, but people like art and entertainment that is more challenging and more sophisticated. So 
I'm hoping this will happen uh, in our lifetimes, in my lifetime. Uh, singularity is approaching, but we don't have to wait for a $1,000 computer to be as smart as we are. And I think that supporting new instruments and supporting efforts of composers to write for this is really essential. Um, KMI's been doing this now almost 10 years, and we've put about $10 million into developing all of these wonderful instruments. They're all affordable. Um, we're also doing a round of funding, so if you know any people with money or uh, have interest, uh, we need to build up inventory. We, we are really finding great acceptance and just need to be able to ship products on time. And it's a wide uh, product line. We kind of are doing something for everyone. So we're committed to that. Uh, I'll play out with one more piece here. Uh, this is a phrase matching uh, piece where the computer monitors what we're playing. And then at the end of the phrase, uh, grabs our last note, whatever it happens to be, and does something to it. you, well, we'll actually have a small performance again from Mark and Alex on keyboard and on bop pad. And then, uh, well, I guess actually we should entertain any questions you might have right now. So any questions? Yes. Greetings from Berkeley. You're one of my heroes. Well, thank you. Kinexus, a bop pad, and um, the uh, the pad, the split, the cuneo. And um, I even came down to the office the day that the bop pad ship, trying to get mine early. And um, I could totally sit here and drink beer with you forever and talk about some of this future stuff. I'm really interested in where you think practically the market with regards to MP is going over the next couple of years. I have a Rolly Seaboard. I have, I'm 
trying to not let my wife catch me buying a instrument, right? And so, what? Uh, where do you think practically this is going? Because it, it um, I have all this stuff, but the support, uh, kind of, you know, in terms of it, uh, um, 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 uh, propagating into the industry, it seems like it's going to take time. And I just wonder what kind of what you guys see the market doing in the next couple of years. Good question. Um, MPE is slowly making its way towards ratification. It's taking longer than anyone expected. Um, and I guess that's the way of committees and art or technology by committee. Uh, we definitely need more and more synthesizers that accept this type of information. Uh, this, I believe, will be the challenge. We have instruments. Roly is making their instruments, and they're uh, probably the most uh, prominent pioneer of MPE. Our products are all MPE compatible. We've been shipping MPE capable instruments for six years, and um, it is a bit of a chicken and egg situation, but it doesn't take much for the synth companies to make their products behave in a proper way for polyphonic expression. And uh, even if it doesn't have it built in, there are ways you can turn on mode four and get similar results. It'll happen. Yes. Uh, that was just pipping uh, Bitwig Studio there. Because <laughs> it's a very cool software. Um, actually, I do have a, I do have a question, um, just sort of maybe a comment. Um, sort of like this, this conversation <clears throat> that you said that the, with the Go player, having the sort of a, the game has had a conversation now with the computer and learned something new. Uh, but with music, I kind of feel like this has already this has been happening for a long time. Like, even just like in the late '60s, like when synthesis would play like a sample and hold, and sort of go, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop, you know, then the guitarist would hear that and be like, "Oh, I can incorporate that into my playing." And you know, that sort of conversation has been kind of going on. So I'm just wondering, like, how do you think it would be different? You know, what what sort of differences would you anticipate or challenges well, that audiences would actually accept? Um, what audiences accept, I'm not responsible for. Um, what they're putting up with, I'm also not responsible for. Uh, well, your example of being inspired by sample and hold is very cool, but the sample and hold was not necessarily interactive, and it didn't really lend itself to an ensemble. So uh, I've picked uh, the three-body problem and three musicians and a composer and uh, traditional string instruments since they represent some of the most expressive instruments we have. Um, yeah, uh, this has been hinted at, but being able to do a variety of pieces live in order, like the trio had a repertoire of 11 pieces, we could play them in any order, uh, and, um, you know, it was robust. So I think we just need more and more people exploring the possibilities and writing. I know composers are so burnt out. There's, that's another part of all this, is that uh, you write a piece now for electronic music and it's played, recorded, and it's likely never performed again. So that's something else that I'm working on is a persistent performance score that will allow a composer to put, to invest himself into writing a piece for a group of instruments and 
that piece should be playable 50 years from now. And I think until that's also uh, solved, um, we won't see as much uh, advancement as I would like, but it is, it is doable. You know, I can open up a Word document from 20 years ago, so there's no reason we can't have that. No. <laughs> yes, different. Another question in the back? Yeah. Um, so I play drums, and I've been fiddling around with different electronic drum sets. I'm just curious what you can do for cymbals. Because I know Zildjian put out the digital cymbals, but there's no MIDI. It's not very useful. Um, we have been approached by a major drum company to do a complete drum set. So um, the same technology fashioned into symbols and designed to pull out the information that's important to someone who is playing a symbol is very doable. Any other questions? Y yes. Yeah, hi. What is the future of sounds? Because I guess uh, analog music created new sounds, digital music created new sounds, sounds, sorry. But in which way artificial intelligence will create new sounds? You know what I mean? It's a good question. And depending upon who you talk to, um, people such as Max Matthews, who's no longer with us, said that with uh, computer technology, we can make any sound in the world. So I'm not too worried about the variety of sounds. I'm more concerned about the control of those sounds to make them musical. Launching a sound that plays through and stops, uh, that is a form of expression. But if you're playing a keyboard where all you can do is start a sound and decide when to stop it, is a limited, uh, is of limited utility, limited interest. You'll get tired of that sound over and over again if it doesn't change. Whereas if you can manipulate important aspects of that sound, and we know how to do this, from a controller that you understand you can walk up to and play, uh, I think we are going to breathe a lot of new life into the sounds we have already. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you in 2040. We're going to have... Uh, thank you. And we'll have a performance now from Alex on Boppad. He's going to demonstrate it, and uh, then they'll play together. Thank you. timpani sample. It's kind of like the one we had in the, in the demo on the video. Here, um, pitch is, is being deviated by pressure. I had a drum teacher who talked a lot about being able to push into the drum and get pitch to come up. Um, that's been going on for a long time. Um, and so to be able to do that, um, to be able to sustain a note, some form of tremolo on there 
is really very expressive, really fun to play. Um, so that's just using some basic synthesis. Um, this is getting a little bit more into effects. I'm using Ableton for these sounds. And this is um, some more spatialization using radius and pressure. Um, so here I have just a kind of a synth, subtractive synth sound. And as I move out, I'm adding spatialization, I'm adding uh, rim sound. So it's very integrated. As I play, I don't have to think too much. There are no knobs, no feet pedal, no foot pedal. To, um... I think one more example and yep, then we'll sure. talk about uh, this is just a synthesized vocal sample. I'm using one of them, one of the quadrants to play the pitch of the vocal sample so I can bring it up.
you have one more example, yeah. and I think they're going to kick us out. So you might be able to sneak up and play a little bit as we move out. And I think we're setting up in the room next door for the rest of the afternoon. So thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it. <laughs>